Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. Ah, mental health. Mental health struggles, or even using the phrase mentally unstable. Have you heard that thrown around, especially on social media? What are your thoughts about it? Do you think it's normal? Do you think people are normalizing mental health struggles? Do you think people are cracking too many jokes about mental health struggles? What are you thinking about that? In today's episode, I invited Catherine and she is a podcast host. She's an author. She's a speaker. And She came on my podcast to talk about how God led her to holistically address her mental health struggles, things that she's been dealing with for years, um, what was the root of her mental health struggles, and what did she do, and how she supported herself going through that. I think mental health struggles, we all face that. There's a Obviously, like our mindset, our thoughts that are leading to it, there's a spiritual aspect of it, there's a physical, chemical imbalance of it. Um, And the problem with mental health is that it bleeds into all areas of your life. If you're mentally struggling, you're struggling with your mindset, you're struggling with your emotions and emotional regulation and feeling emotionally unstable and yelling and screaming and freaking out at your kids and snapping at the littlest things. If you are struggling mentally you're also struggling physically because you're physically more drained and exhausted or have a hard time sleeping or sleeping too much if you're mentally struggling you're also a lot of times spiritually struggling to connect with God and draw near to him and just rely on him and surrender to him and trusting him and that's the problem with mental health it's not a joke it's a real thing and it's a big big issue with so many of us nowadays If you're struggling with mental health, my friend, please reach out for help. There's so many great counselors available. When I was going through a hard season, I called Focus on the Family, and they referred me to a local counselor, and that was really helpful for me. Uh, They listened to the struggle I'm dealing with, and they referred me to somebody in their network that they thought was a good fit for me, and she was. And so I think if you are struggling with this, don't neglected like you matter my friend you matter as a mom you have the most influence on your children you are the you are literally their most important person in their life they like you and for you to feel like you are just struggling day by day and just barely making it through my friend there's more for you in this lifetime and god has more for you so please go seek help all right let's welcome Catherine to the show Catherine, I am so excited to have you on Emotionally Healthy Legacy. 
Uh, it is such an honor to be here, Elizabeth. I'm so excited. Yes, I invited you today to share with my listeners about your mental health struggles as a mom and as a wife. That is something that you have dealt with for years. And as a Christian and a believer, you really struggled with that. And I wanted you to share about yourself just a little bit, how many kids you have, where you're from, and you were an actress. Yes, I was. Yes, and when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So share about like a couple minutes, a little bit about your life Mm -hmm. and like your family life, and then we'll jump in into your story about the mental health. Yes, I was an actress. If you had told me (laughs) about 25, 30 years ago, I've been married for 28 years. If you had told me that (laughs) I would be a homeschooling mother with five kids, homeschooling my kids till I was a senior citizen back in the day when I was in graduate school, getting a graduate degree in performing arts, I would would have said you were not mentally right. That was not going to be my life. That's not who I was. I did not see that. I, I fell in love with the stage in college and just, I went to graduate school to earn a master's degree in performing arts. And I spent a dozen years on the stage doing every Everything from Shakespeare to musicals to comedy improv. And that was my life. And I absolutely loved it. So motherhood was not on the radar. It was not on, I, that's not the course I would have charted, but I did start kind of sensing in my, I, I don't know, I guess the world would say it was a biological clock ticking in my thirties. I think it was the Holy Spirit though. Quite sure it was just kind of putting this image in my head of a older woman, gray hair clinging to a resume and wondering if that was really going to be as as valuable to me in my older age as I as it was to me in my 30s and I started to have this epiphany that it would not be that I would regret not uh, embarking on motherhood but during that time you'd meant to mention the mental health issues I started struggling with that fairly early on in my teen years late teen years and I found myself in a full-blown kind of, I would have anxiety attacks, mental, just the struggles that I would have in college and graduate school just were overwhelming at times. Depression, anxiety, just really had a hard time functioning and started to seek out counseling in graduate school and also went on medication for depression and anxiety and was on that for mm, what, 15 years, I think, the Lord really led me on a journey towards healing. And one of the points I always like to tell people who struggle with mental health is that we all want the miracle. We all want the instantaneous healing. We all want to be at the altar where everything gets fixed and we walk away a completely radically different person. But for most of us, that doesn't happen. For most of us, it's a journey towards healing. And healing is different. God uses a healing to get rid of all of the toxic waste in our our spirits. He get in our and the baggage that we carry. He uses it to bring about his plans and his purposes for our lives that can't be accomplished otherwise. Healing is much deeper and longer than what we would prefer, what I would have preferred, but it it has a more lasting effect. And I can honestly say, which I'm happy to share with your listeners, I, I have experienced a lot of healing and victory in the area of mental health uh, over the years by submitting that journey to God and allowing him to dig up the things that were holding me back and the the deep roots that 
that of of relational issues that he just had to bring healing to in order for me to to walk in freedom. Thank you for sharing that because I think like nowadays, especially with social media and stuff, so many people say, oh, I struggle with mental health and they just kind of like brush it off. Mm. Sometimes they go a little bit deeper about that, but it seems like it's so common, right? Mm. It seems like it is so common, at least with like, moms my age, like millennial moms, they talk about, oh, I struggle with mental health, but very few are willing to do anything about it. I think it actually starts when you're in your thirties, probably Mm. closer to mid thirties, people are starting to recognize, okay, like, where is this coming from? Because you were talking about like, like part of it was like unhealed things that had to be brought up, right? Like, so would you mind going a little bit deeper about oh, that? What are absolutely. some things that God needed to heal in your life? I'm sure part of it was also counseling. You said that you had to that was work, very work through some of the hurtful events maybe in your life mm-hmm. that were bringing up beliefs that you had about yourself that were contributing to negative thoughts in your life. Yeah. Well, one of the first points I always like to, to make to people who struggle with mental health is that mental illness is not just a physical illness. It is a physical illness. There are chemicals involved in the way that we function. Um, but it's not, it's not pure, you know, like a decade ago, mental health professionals all said that it was bad brain chemistry was what caused mental health. I know when I first started, you know, struggling with this and seeking help, that was back in the early nineties, it was quite a different atmosphere. And that was the mentality. It, you know, take this, that fixes it. That's what you need, but we are body, mind, and spirit. And any healing that the Lord wants to do in our lives has to incorporate that. And what's frustrating, um, well, let me just mention this. Harvard Health also links faulty mood regulations, genetics, stressful life events, medications, other medical problems can be potential root causes of mental health illness. So there's a lot out there that can be overwhelming. And I tell people, God is the great physician. He knows what is at the root of what you're dealing with and how to really bring about healing. But the frustrating part for Christians so often is that you end up in this place where the church just wants to pray about it. And the medical community just wants to medicate it. I actually had a doctor at one point say, you know, I explained at one point, this isn't everybody's journey, but at one point I had so many side effects from the medication. And then it wasn't working. It wasn't helping with the mental health issues anymore. It had previously. And she looked at me and she said, well, if you don't want to take this pill, I can't help you. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, that's really demoralizing. But what, what I ended up finding in my personal journey, so I'd struggled with this for many years and I got to a place where I was pregnant with my second child, my oldest child, my first child was a toddler at the time and she was asleep in her nap. And I can remember I was so depressed and so lost. I was like, and I'd gone off my medications to be pregnant. Not that you have to, but I did. And I just remember being down on my knees, just crying out to God, wanting to die. Like I was so just hopeless and lost. And I'm like, God. And that's when I came, I actually prayed. I think one of the most dangerous and most courageous prayers you can ever pray. And I, I was on my knees. I just cried out to God, God, I will do whatever it takes 
to be healed from this, whatever it takes. And just, that's a prayer I pray and I would encourage anyone to pray struggles with mental health. He is the great physician. He knows what is at the root of your particular journey, whether it's more medical Uh, It's all body, mind, and spirit, but some people do have more serious medical aspects to their mental health. Some people have more relational or emotional wounds in the past. It's a mixture of these things. But after I prayed that prayer, and this was, I think I want to say I was 35 at this point, 35, 36. Yeah. Yeah, I must have been 36. So, you know, I've been struggling with this since I was at least 18. So, you know, I'm 18 years into this journey and I finally prayed that prayer. I mean, that's a long time to struggle with mental health and the, you know, the yo-yo of the medications working, the not working, and then all the side effects. And I just, you know, when I cried out to God that day, I can still picture myself at the, the house we lived in on my knees, his... I just felt this peace wash over me and I felt like the Lord just said, it's going to be okay. I've got this. But what I would also encourage people to recognize is that you've got to take God's prescription for your mental health. And that doesn't mean you won't have a prescription from a doctor or from a counselor as well, but he knows what's at the root of your particular journey for me. Um, there was a particular relationship in my life that there was a wound uh, that had lasted since my teen years, and I had just avoided it and avoided it and avoided it. And the Lord would come every few months, at least a few times a year and put his finger on it and say, we need to deal with this. And I'd be like, nope, nope, not going there. Hurts too bad. Not going to do it. And and I'll I'll just share it was I, I my dad was a nuclear engineer and I was an artist. <laughs> we didn't connect very well. You know, he was a good dad. He's a Christian, a godly man, righteous man, but we did not connect well. And I cried out to him at one point in my teen years. I think it was about 17, 18. Really, you know, at, at one point it felt like the only time he ever talk to me was when I was in trouble or when he was correcting me. And I'm like, we don't have a relationship, you know? And I I felt rejected. And, you know, it's crazy because I know people who have been actually physically or, you know, verbally abused by their parents, God forbid, sexually abused by a parent. That wasn't my story. My dad was a Christian. He was a godly man, but We just didn't have a connection. And I felt utterly and completely rejected by him. At one point, I cried out for him to to have a relationship with me. And I he he missed it. He missed it pretty royally, royally that day. And I can remember I went in a closet and I got down on my knees and I cried and I said, I will never. I've I made a vow. Vows are really, really dangerous things if they're bad vows. I made a vow that I would never ask. For that from him again or from a man again. And part of my journey, not long after that, I met my husband and fell in love. And that just rocked my world because I made these vows not to be dependent upon somebody or not to bring someone that close to me. And he kind of disrupted all of that. And the Lord brought some healing through that. But this relationship with my dad was still very broken. And so ever so often, the Lord would put his finger on it. And I would say, no, I had no idea that was at the root, but the great physician did. And so when 
I prayed that prayer. I will do whatever it takes to be healed. Within moments, I felt the peace of the Lord wash over me. And then he put his finger on that issue and he said, okay. And he had, he had asked me dozens of times before to deal with this. And I had said no. But that moment, I just said I'd do whatever it would take. And he asked me again. And I said, okay, God. Okay. I will have the conversation with my dad, but I don't want to make the phone call and I don't want to introduce this, the topic, you know, of my childhood and that rejection I had felt. And he said, okay, (laughs) that's no problem for me. I'm God. I can do this. And it was funny, you know, because we were still in, I was still in relationship with my dad. I just, I just wasn't you know, there was this distance and coldness and I had no idea that was really at the root of a lot of my mental health issues. And within, I think a week, he had come over to fix something. My daughter was upstairs sleeping and he's sitting in the den drinking something, you know, had a, I don't know, some water or something. We were just sitting there and he starts talking about my childhood, our childhood. And, and that hot gooey presence of the Lord fell. And he said, you asked for this. You told Mm -hmm. me, to make it happen and to introduce the subject and to bring them to you. Here it is. And I began to share with him the wounds that I had felt in our relationship and how I had been hurt and rejected or felt rejected. And it was really beautiful. All I can say, it it was like the fresh dew on a spring morning. It was so easy. And he listened and he asked my forgiveness and we hugged each other. And and he's one of my best friends now. Now, do I still have challenging brain chemistry? I do. But I, for me, that was the cesspool deep inside of me that the Lord had to clean out that my bad brain chemistry was feeding on. Um, that brain, can, I say bad I have challenging brain chemistry. I want to say it's bad because one thing I've talked about on my show, I did the episode on mental health that you you mentioned recently with Peyton Garland. She's an editor. I have it at the Salem Web Network. I write for I Believe in Crosswalk and I podcast for them with my show, Christian Parent Crazy World on Life Audio. But Peyton and I were talking about this, that it's challenging brain chemistry, but that same brain chemistry is what enables so many artists to be so creative and so many deep thinkers to really write and wrestle with issues. You know, when you think of Hemingway, when you think of Vincent Van Gogh, when you think of Robin Williams, these brilliant individuals, and I'm not putting myself anywhere near those categories, but people who are are very artistic and creative often struggle with mental health. So I I call it challenging brain chemistry because the very thing, it's a double-edged sword. The very thing that enables you to excel in these creative areas is the very thing that can torment you in other ways. Um, So I had this cesspool that the Lord, once he cleaned it out, I found that I was able actually to manage my mental health without medications anymore. Praise God. Doctors told me I would be on medication the rest of my life, that there was no healing for this. There was no remedy. There was no miracle. That's not true. 
And I'm not saying what God's plan is for anybody else, whether that involves medication or not, or whether that involves counseling or not, or whether that calls it, it involves some sort of an inner healing like mine. But that was the journey the Lord had me on. He knew what was feeding the challenging brain chemistry, and he has enabled me to walk free from that since I prayed that prayer and was obedient to follow his prescription. That's beautiful. I love that you said that it's mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one. And I grew up in a conservative Christian upbringing, Slavic Baptist background. And I was always taught as I was growing up that depression is a spiritual problem. Yep. That means you are not a good enough Christian. You yep. don't trust God enough. You don't pray enough. You don't read the Bible enough. And it is all a spiritual problem. And then as I became an adult and I started to learn more about mental health and mindset and all the things, I started to recognize that it's not just that. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's our unhealthy habits too Mm -hmm. that contribute to poor mental health, like being on our phones too much and being Mm -hmm. on social media too much, right? Surrounding ourselves with, you know, like people that are toxic or emotionally unhealthy that are feeding us with thoughts and, you know, influence that is not helping. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a spiritual problem. Oftentimes the devil, I believe the enemy uses our struggle to like make it more of a spiritual problem. I believe like, Mm -hmm. so like if you're struggling like you said, like maybe with hormone imbalance or something like that, I feel like the the devil sees that you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. He's going to attack you even more. You know, he's going to see that you're having a hard time and he's going to try to feed that. I have, I've been through depression for a short period of my life. It was only a few months, but it was a circumstantial thing. I was Mm -hmm. going through a really hard thing in my life. And I, you know, it was like a grieving cycle, you know, how Mm -hmm. you like, grieve and then you hit the depression. And I, I knew that I needed support for me. Mm-hmm. I knew that for my story, what I was going through, I needed support. I was already seeing a Christian counselor. I think she was a Christian psychologist. And instead of seeing her once a week, I started seeing her twice a week. I allowed people to come into my life and support me and help mm-hmm. me out and watch my kids. I got a gym membership where I would go five days a week and I would check in my kids for two and a half hours at the daycare. And I would use that time to either read the Bible or journal or work through assignments that my therapist gave me. Like I use that time to support me. Sometimes I would go exercise. Sometimes I would go sit in the sunshine. I used what I could. I, I asked for people brought me meals. People Mm. came and cleaned my house because I was struggling so hard to the point where like doing a load of laundry and one meal to cook for my kids felt so overwhelming, felt so hard. Mm -hmm. And I definitely remember struggling more emotionally during Mm that season. And that's something I wanted to touch on with you because Mm -hmm. I believe that our mental struggles 
are directly related how we are with like emotionally. If you're Mm -hmm. mentally struggling, you have a lot of negative thoughts, right? Because when we're Mm -hmm. mentally struggling, there's a lot of negative thoughts. Negative thoughts feed our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And so our thoughts directly affect our emotions. And so when you have negative thoughts, you oftentimes feel more bitter, resentful, easily triggered, easily frustrated, easily angered. You're just more in a yucky internal state, right? When you're Mm -hmm. depressed, when you're anxious, your brain is taking all its energy to focus on the anxiety. It doesn't leave much room for emotional regulation, right? Mm -hmm. So how were you showing up as a wife and as a mom during that season where you were still struggling with depression? You said you had two kids around that time or pregnant with a second or something. How was it showing up towards your spouse, towards the loved ones in your life? Like Mm -hmm. emotionally, how were you showing up for them? You know, it's hard because depression and anxiety, it's very, it's a very narcissistic struggle. (laughs) It's a very self-absorbing struggle. And so one thing that was really helpful to me, and I, you mentioned counseling. I can't speak highly enough for that, that if you, if you can have that, but finding those, those friends that you can rely on and lean on. I I want to find these people you mentioned that come and clean your house. I have not met them yet. (laughs) I really need some of that. But no, my, my parents helped a lot. But like you said, showing up, first of all, keeping that relationship with the Lord, even though you're struggling, being faithful in that. One thing that I've learned to do in some subsequent struggles, we had a miscarriage at one point and I was really believing the Lord for another child. Staying in the word, I have a list of scriptures that I offer on my website for people who struggle with mental illness, reading the word, washing your mind in the word, taking your thoughts captive. That's really huge. Another thing that was really helpful for me, Bible study, being in a women's Bible study, that was massive. I can remember when the Lord really brought me to that place where he, he got to the root of it and ripped it up. I was in a women's Bible study. I have no idea what we were studying. I can't remember at this point. It was so many years ago. The study wasn't relevant. The relationships were. Those relationships and being, I mean, there were times I can remember showing up each week and just, I I felt like I was just dragging myself in there. I'm like on empty. I'm so depressed and, and anxiety ridden. And just being there with that group of women, being faithful to do that. You've got to put yourself in the environments that can recharge you and can help to heal you. And thankfully, my husband was very, very understanding and sensitive to the struggles that I have. You know, I, I God blessed me to marry someone who doesn't struggle with that at all. He's very rock solid. And so that was helpful. Now, for women who do have spouses that are less understanding, just helping, trying to, you know, find some resources for them to be educated and hopefully understand your journey a little bit more. But to continue showing up, I think the things that I just mentioned, staying in the word, staying connected to God. Here's the another huge one, worship. Mm. Worship is so huge. It lifts the despair. We read and spending time in the Psalms. I was in them this morning. I'm struggling with some stuff right now we have going on financially with our, you know, in the house and being in the word and 
just, it lifts that spirit of despair, just commanding your spirit. Okay. Don't be, that's what David did. He was like, why are you so downtrodden? Oh, my soul, you know, and speaking to your spirit and my favorite verses, my absolute favorite verses. I think I have them here. I wrote them down for the struggle with mental health. These were the ones I clung to when the Lord brought me to healing Psalms 40 verses one through three. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire, and he set my feet on a rock. And when you're struggling with mental health, man, it feels muddy and slimy and you're in a pit and you can't see daylight. And these verses promise us, and he's not just, these promise anyone who's willing to trust in him. And I I would encourage you to say that prayer. I'll do whatever it takes. Then trust him. He's going to lift you out of the slimy pit out of the mud and mire. He will set your feet on a rock and give you a firm place to stand. And I love this. He says, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord because of your testimony. And so just staying in the word is how I was able to, you know, continue to show up for my husband and show up for my kids. Cause there were moments when, like I said, I was crying out to, I wanted to die. And, but I had two little kids that were one in utero and one in the house that still needed me. And so putting myself in the word in worship and in relationship with other believers who could help me walk through it. And then praying that prayer to the Lord to see victory that I would do whatever he, he led me to do. I love that. I love that because now I'm like thinking back. I remember my mom gave me this, a book of Psalms. It has all the verses there and it also is a coloring book. So Mm, I I remember, I honestly, I remember Mm. I have like so many verses underlined there and I would like all these colorful pens that I had and I would do some of the coloring, but I, I remember reading Psalms a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember reading Psalms a lot. And I remember I would listen to worship music a lot during yes. that. Now, I'll tell you what, even though I was going through depression and I was feeling really depressed, that was the closest time I was with God. The closer, the closest I've ever felt to God in the, my seasons in my life. I love the coloring book. Yes. Are, yes. Okay, okay. This is hilarious. When you said that. I've been, you know, we homeschool five kids. I'm still teaching phonics. I'm a much older mom. Most people with a six-year-old my age, it's their grandkid. But I'm sitting here teaching phonics to this six-year-old wanting to bang my head against the wall because I'm just going bonkers. And I started coloring. I took one of her coloring books and I colored like a My Little Pony thing. And it was hilarious. I posted the picture on my Instagram page. I, I But coloring is so calming. It It is is. so calming. It's really calming and stress-reducing. It's not not going to solve the the root of the problem, but finding those things, reading a book, watching, you know, a happy movie or a funny movie. Funny Um, videos or something. Yeah, funny funny cat videos or something. Yeah, cat videos. I mean, I know these, these are things that we can do to help soothe us. But the coloring, I love that you mentioned that because that is one of my new favorite tricks. When I'm in homeschooling and I'm having a rough day, I grab a coloring book and I just go at it. It does. it. It calms me. That's awesome. Yes. It's calming to the nervous system. I also forgot to mention that during that season in my life, when I was going through something really hard for a few years, I, God provided me really close friendships with two other gals that were just my support system 
two Christian women, they were my friends for that season and God provided them for that season. And I needed them. I really needed them. So, and then I had mentors at church. I had a mentor couple, a husband and a wife who check in with me regularly. He would come to my house and pray over me. And so that was like another thing that was super helpful for me in that hard season. And then I I was fortunate and blessed to have a supportive family Uh who like my sister would come and watch my kids and stuff like that. But I knew the importance for me, relationships are so valuable. And I knew the importance of surrounding myself with people. It was God, my relationship with God. It was my counselor. Mm-hmm. and psychologist, a Christian lady who like prayed with me before every session at the end of every session. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. God really used her in my life. It was my mentors. It was my family and it was my friends, my mm-hmm. close friends that I really could trust and open up to. And like God provided all of that for me in that mm-hmm. season to carry me through that season, even though it was super, super hard and challenging, but I knew that there's like, like you said, you prayed that prayer. I will do whatever it takes, right? Because there's a part and responsibility that I yes. think we surrender to God and we pray and we're like, God, I need your help. Like do what only you can do. And then right. there's your responsibility. You going uh-huh. to the counselor and booking that appointment, you reaching out and joining a Bible study group and right. just opening up to other women, right? To like uh-huh. allow those friendships. You saying to somebody else, I need help. I need yeah. support. I can't do this. You know, like that is your responsibility. Maybe even looking a little bit on your daily habits and like, how can I support myself? Like, am I am I not reading the scriptures or the Bible at all? Is there, is it possible for me to go to bed a little bit earlier and get up a little bit earlier Uh before my kids and spend that time in the word? Like those things are your responsibility. You can ask God to come in and support you there and provide the right counselor, the right friends or whatever, but you can't just sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing and just wait for it to drop from heaven. It's not, Uh that's not how it works. And so I really like that you said it's like mind, body, and spirit. Like it's it's probably maybe a little bit for some people it's diet, right? And some, you know, exercise, exercise totally moving your body, right? For some people, it's surrounding the endorphins from exercise. Yes. That's huge. That really, really does help. I, I, it's, it's. That's one thing a doctor recommended to me that was very helpful, even though they were pretty much almost entirely doing medical remedies, but the, the diet and the exercise don't discount that and, and think that you don't have to do that. Exercise is very, very big for people who struggle with mental, mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And like, for me, big thing is, was also like healthy habits, going to sleep Mm -hmm. at around the same time, getting up around the same time. Like, you know, journaling was super, super helpful. That's a healthy habit that Mm. anybody can do that costs absolutely nothing, right? Yes, very Um, stress relieving. Yeah, maybe going outside just on a walk in the sunshine, like those things, if possible in the season (laughs) that you Uh live in. But those things are so helpful that like, 
it's not just a spiritual thing. Some Sometimes partially it is. I don't discount that. But I think it's so important, like you said, like combined all three and doing something daily that's going to support your spiritual health, mm-hmm. like connecting with God, praying, listening to worship, going to, I love going on a walk and just praying and not listening to anything. Or yeah, just I do praying, that. Right. And like, something physical, right? Are you eating nutritious foods? How can I support my physical health? Am I moving my body? Mm -hmm. And then like the mental, what healthy habits can I, maybe do I need to get off social media for a month or unfollow accounts that are making me feel less than and make me feel like I'm a terrible mom, a terrible Mm -hmm. wife or whatever that are not encouraging. They make me feel like I don't measure up. I'm not good enough or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Maybe it's other simple things that you need to let go of. So I think it's so wise to look at it from that perspective. So I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and also pointing it also back to God that it's not just our own willpower. It's not just our own stuff. It's also a spiritual thing. God is also part of it. It's not just our own self-help, right? right. There's right. Like two extremes, right? So it's not there just- are. You've yes. got to find that balance for sure. Absolutely yes. have to find that balance and trusting the Lord that he's going to lead you to the right remedy for you. If I could end with one story that just really dramatically impacted me. For a long time, I saw myself as a depressed person and I kind of wore that label that I was anxiety ridden and I was depressed and that, you know, doctors had told me that they'd given me that label. And I met this minister once who had a son who was profoundly autistic. He could not speak a word like not a single word. And he said, I never say my son is autistic. I say my son battles autism and battles can be won. And when he said that, that became my fight song. It became my battle cry. I'm not depressed. I'm not anxiety ridden. I battle depression. I may battle anxiety. You may battle OCD or whatever it is whatever label they want to put on you, but battles can be won. So I'd encourage anyone who's listening who battles something, don't wear the label, um, but recognize that God can enable you to overcome that, whatever it is you're struggling with, because battles can be won. I love that. I love that, that battles can be won and overcome with God. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Where can our listeners connect with you? Um, well, my website is katherineseegers.com. My podcast is A Christian Parent Crazy World. We tackle tough topics to help parents be a godly influence in their kids' lives. Yes, you have a lot of great topics there, especially <laughs> for, I feel like kids that are under the teen years and yeah, things that they that's what we're dealing with. with. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's been an honor. Friend, thank you for sticking around and listening to the very end. Thank you so much. I am so honored that you are here. And if you have found this podcast episode helpful, could you please text it to three friends right now? Right now, just text it to three friends and say, hey, I heard this podcast and I think you might find it really helpful. And that's how other people find out about new podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. I am so honored that you come back week after week. And I hope you found some value in this podcast. And go check out Catherine's website and her podcast. I'll have that linked in the show notes. Hi, friend. 
Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.